Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Uh, lots of talk about vaccination, the booster shots. Uh, we hear Dr. Tam talking about uh, there being a decision within a week or two about 5 to 11-year-olds in this country being vaccinated. And in Austria, the decision's been made by the Chancellor and the Austrian government. They are going to lock down the unvaccinated in Austria. Lock them down. If you're unvaccinated, you'll only be allowed of, out of your house for essential uh, moves, such as going to the grocery store or going to see your doctor. That is starting tomorrow in Austria. Dr. Neil Rao joins us, infectious diseases specialist, Halton Region in Ontario, assistant professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. Dr. Rao, first of all, what are you expecting as we get into the fall and winter months as, as far as COVID is concerned? What's going to happen? So you're asking me to a, a good crystal ball question. I think for sure we're going to see an increasing number of cases in Canada overall as we go into the winter months. But every dark cloud has a silver lining. And because we have a largely vaccinated population, and because we have even started going after our most vulnerable boosters, people in long-term care, I don't think we're going to see the surge on the healthcare system that we saw previously during the third wave, for example. The uncertainty is how good will that decoupling be? And the other uncertainty is which areas are going to be hit harder or not. Alberta and Saskatchewan are actually post-peak right now. But there are other parts of the country that might see more, especially some of the rural areas that didn't see a lot of disease before. So we heard stories about Sudbury, uh, New Brunswick. These are places that have been spared. So places that haven't faced the music yet, it may be their time to pay up in terms of case numbers and even in terms of hospital impact and even deaths, like it or not. That's despite vaccination. But I don't think we're going to see what we saw in the third wave in Ontario and Quebec with a big surge. Where does the booster shot fit into the picture? So there's a lot of stuff out there about that booster. I mean, slowly I worry that this is going to become an imperative for everybody to get it, and I don't think that's the way this should go. We can't revaccinate an entire population with a booster of the vaccine directed at the exact same COVID classic strain, all right? If we had a booster that's directed at the new dominant strain, I could see there being more of an argument that certain populations might get reboosted. But right now, I think the better focus on boosting is to focus on people who are vulnerable, even with reinfection. And that's really elderly people, people who have had an organ transplant, perhaps dialysis patients, people who are cancer chemotherapy patients. Uh, those are the types where we should focus. There's talk about healthcare workers getting a booster, but if the healthcare workers are getting a, getting a booster, it's with a view to stopping them from transmitting it rather than with a view to protecting them. And the problem we have with this vaccine is that you get a good stopping of transmission for the first one to three months after you get the vaccine, and then the immunity starts to wane. And so you can't have a situation where people aren't current every three months. Okay. You have to be pragmatic here. So right now, I think the booster has to be focused, and there have been intelligent strategies in Britain, and also here, more logical strategies to keep it focused. But I hope we don't move down the swiftly slippery slope of trying to get everybody to be boosted. Can't do it. Dr. Tam is saying that within one week to two weeks, we will know about vaccination for 5 to 11-year-old children. That is going to resonate in every home with children across the country. What do you say? 
Well, parents who want to vaccinate their kids go ahead, but I think we're slowly getting into a population as we go younger and younger where we're doing it more to protect other people than to protect them. Uh, you know, schools don't have large numbers of outbreaks. Uh, if you said that by vaccinating kids, we can guarantee there's no masking of kids in schools, maybe I would take it as kind of a covenant as a deal. But I don't see that happening, and that's the problem. We're still masking kids in schools in, in many parts of Canada, which is really questionable. Many places in the world aren't doing that, and it's really important for kids' development, for them not to be in mass when they're trying to learn speech, uh, learn a second language if they're uh, born-born. Uh, and, and even from a socialization point of view and practical perspective, it's very hard for kids to comply so I hope that if we vaccinate kids, it brings that to an end. But I'm not sure that's a population that absolutely needs it. And as you know, the UK hasn't gone this way. It's a gray area. I hope it's not mandatory. I hope we don't have vaccine passports for five-year-olds. Okay. Speaking of passports and travel, we have 45 seconds. I'm going to combine two here. Coming back across the border from the United States by vehicle, Canadians have to be tested. And in Austria, they're going to lock down the unvaccinated. What do you say to that? Well, the PCR testing for Canadian travelers is insanity. We need to mirror exactly what the U.S. is doing with us. It makes no sense. I've talked about this before. That's the quick answer. And also being tested here before a three-day weekend trip and then coming back within three days, like, why am I bothering? Like, we should do the test after you come back, not before you left. Mm -hmm. So as for what Austria is doing, if Austria is doing it to prevent those people from surging the healthcare system, it's one thing. If they're doing it because they think unvaccinated people are the vectors driving the outbreak and that vaccinated people don't transmit, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. And we also have to take hold of ourselves when it comes to vaccine passports. Why are we doing this and when are we going to stop? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.